live from London. This is The Breakfast Show with James Clark on Teachers Talk Radio. Good morning. It's Wednesday, the 26th of January, and we've nearly made it out of those January blues. The mornings are starting to look uh, better, more lighter. Let's go with that. Today, we're discussing the word that sends chills down the spines of teenagers across the country. That's right. We are talking all about exams. Oof. Live from London, this is The Breakfast Show with James Clark on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live on the Podbean app or desktop player. Just head over to www.podbean.com slash lsw slash TT Radio or search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. That's right, good morning, we are back, and so is music. It's a little bit wild, but we got there at the end. Wherever you are this morning, I hope you're having a wonderful day. And I hope you are looking forward to the Wednesday morning. Today's here on Teachers Talk Radio. As I said this morning, we are talking all about exams, but more particularly, we're going to be talking all about Revision. Doesn't that sound exciting? <laughs> so if you've got any revision tips, strategies, or just things that you think are a good way to revise, well, why not let us know and get it up? We'd love to hear all of your ideas, all your thoughts. Get with us. And if you are not, then don't panic. I'm really sorry that that song cuts off so quick. Um, I need to find a better one. That one just seems to like end and that's it. But anyway, um, good morning. Welcome. So we're talking all about revision today, kind of sharing those strategies. And this all stems from a conversation that I had with my form uh, yesterday. Now, I'm a year 10 form tutor. So um, that means, you know, lots of them are starting to kind of, I say lots of them, some of them are starting to get their sort of minds into the, to the zone and knowing that they're going to have to do revision and start thinking about these sort of things and getting themselves ready for it. So I said to a few of them, I was like, well, why don't we use some of this time during form time to revise, make sure we're you know, ready, start practicing, all of those kind of things. And you know, one of the girls turned to me and sort of said, but sir, I don't know how to revise. Like, how do I even start? Like, what is the point? Like, what, how do I do it? So it made me think, actually, do you know what? That's, that is a, that's a massively fair point. You know, that's completely fair. How do you revise? Um, and it got me thinking about things that I've done. But I also know that there are lots of amazing ideas out there that people have for their revision techniques. And kind of, you know, people have studied into kind of what works and what doesn't work. And what people recommend and I guess studying and revision is one of those things that we always continuously do and develop and learn but it's so individualized like it's so down to the individual 
regarding what worked for them and, and what is best for them in terms of the way that they take in information. So loads of you got in touch. I'm going to read some of these out as we go through today. But do remember as well that you can still let me know your views and comments either via the Podbeam app. So you can type directly in the chat. We'd love to have a conversation with some people who are listening this morning. Uh, and of course, you can do it on the Twitter. So if you just go on to at TT Radio 2022, you will find the post there or go directly to my account at Jamclar, J-A-M-C-L-A-R 96. And you'll find the post there for you to be able to comment on. You can also use the hashtag, hashtag TT Radio. And if you are thinking, I want to listen back to the show, or perhaps you already are on one of the many other channels, you can listen back to all the shows on Teacher Talk Radio uh, via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Podbeam Live app itself. Just search Teachers Talk Radio and you will find everything there. All the other amazing shows that are happening would highly recommend you listen to... Um, well, you can listen back to mine if you wish, but there are also some amazing hosts on there who have some absolutely incredible guests. So don't worry, it's not all of them are not just me rabbiting on for two hours, an hour and a half each time. There are lots of amazing guests on there. So please do check them out. Check out the other hosts or why not join us as a host if you want to be a host on Teach Talk Radio. There are some spots. Just get in touch. We would love to have you on board uh, joining the Teach Talk Radio crew. But enough of me talking uh, about myself. <laughs> And the teacher radio, let's have a talk about you. Let's talk about the views that you have brought in. So the first one, um, which is from at John G. Maguire one. They are a writer and writing teacher. Um, and they said, I don't say revise. I say edit. I teach them to see and edit their verbs. First of all, then to control their average sentence length. Professionals edit and students should do. I like that. I like that idea of changing the words. Because it is, it is so bizarre that it, I guess it's the English language in lots of ways, but words really can just sort of uh, automatically bring about a reaction in us, don't they? You know, you say to a bunch for the teenagers, a room for the teenagers, or students of any age, really, okay, we're going to do uh, an exam today or we're going to do an assessed piece of performance or we're going to do a graded exam, whatever it might be. Suddenly, that whole context of that exam becomes really serious and lots of people suddenly feel very anxious and their mood massively changes, all because we've decided to call it an assessed piece of work or an examined performance or whatever it might be. But actually changing that word, as they said here, that John said, you know, changing revised to edit, can really change about the mood and the atmosphere. You know, suddenly changing, we're going to do a, um, you know, even just saying you're going to grade something, I think feels different than an assessment. But again, language, uh, the joys of it, if there's any English teachers out there, I'm sure can come up with some better use of uh, language there of what we could say instead. Um, at Aqua SK, Aqua Sky, Aqua Sky, we'll go with Aqua Sky. Uh, who is a mother, sister, aunt, great aunt, cousin, friend, woman, teacher, and assistant head of faculty and head of geography. Wow. <laughs> Just a few things. Uh, they said questions, questions, questions every time. The more they, <clears throat> apologies, the more they do, the better. Don't faff on with cards and daft games. Get them answering questions, preferably exams one. Doesn't matter if they do the same one more than once. Now, this one, I don't, I can see the point, but as, 
you know, some, and, you know, in an exam, they're going to have to do the exam question. They can't change it or deliver it in a certain way. But you can approach things differently. And I think just doing exam question after exam question after exam question is not a way to really support or make inclusive your kind of teaching. Because um, not everybody learns that way. You know, that, that is ultimately the end goal. You know, of course, we want everyone to be able to get to that point where they can answer the questions and get understand the questions and so forth. But you know, if you're revising and you need to break down that information, I think there are a few things we can do before, or a few more visual things that are going to be more supportive. You know, I loved when I was uh, a teenager, when I was revising for my exams, I was one of those kids that had the big, you know, A3, their card, I think it's A3, A3 bits of paper with your mind maps and they're coloured in and they're pretty and they're colourful and all of this kind of stuff. Like that, that was me. Um, but it just helped because I had it up in my room. Like whenever I went to the toilet, whenever I went to shower, whenever I woke up, all of those things I could always see and have a quick check and have a look at the maps. And I did things like... Um, GCSE history as well. So there's lots of dates and things to kind of remember and take in and geography and and all those kind of uh, topics. So there's lots of areas to kind of remember. And I just loved being able to visually see it. And the process of making that um, mind map, the process of making that timeline really helped me in kind of getting that information in. However, as we said, everyone is different. You know, there are some people who prefer cue cards. There are some people who prefer post-it notes. There are some people who prefer writing the essays over and over. And I do think questions are good, but I don't think they're the only way. So I, I'm going to, I don't often, but I'm going to disagree. I, I'm, I'm willing to be argued against in that one, but I'm going to just say that I don't think question, questions, questions are the only and best way to tackle or talk about um, revision. For some people, yes, but not for the many that I know. It certainly wasn't for me. Um, but at the same time, you know, just thinking about my response now and thinking about that question, I can also see the other side of it. Um, and I do also see no students that actually just prefer to answer exam questions, get the answers back so they know how to improve, so forth, so forth. But, you know, I think it's, I just don't think it's the first step, personally. But what do you think, what do you think when it comes to uh, exam, when it comes to revision, what are your top tips? I've got some more to read out, some more stories from my own to share. But before that, I'm going to play your news update, your tech update, and a small word from our sponsors as well. Enjoy. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, 
Follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland full free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. The Prime Minister announced last week that pupils in England no longer needed to wear face coverings in class. And this rule is to be extended to cover school communal areas next week. Boris Johnson is now urging all teachers to follow the rules after some resistance. A spokesman for the Prime Minister said, Children have been one of the hardest hit as a result of the disruption throughout the pandemic. And Mr Johnson believes it is vital that children are receiving face-to-face education and can enjoy a normal experience in the classroom. We've been clear that we removed the requirements for face masks to be worn in classrooms and we will remove advice for face masks to be worn in communal areas from January the 27th. The Prime Minister thinks schools should follow the latest guidelines. Pupils who attend John Fletcher of Maidley Primary School in Telford have taken part in activities which are aimed at helping pupils understand about saving energy and reducing their carbon footprint. The activities were coordinated by Telford and Recon Council and March's Energy Agency. Councillor Richard Overton said, Improving energy efficiency is extremely important for households across the borough and can help to lower utility bills, create jobs, and stabilise gas and electricity prices. Parent Mrs Pemberton said, We immediately noticed the impact of this session. Conversations at home, as a consequence of this presentation, have suggested we turn the heating down and wear jumpers, and asking whether we really need the lights on and switching these off. 
This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week we're going to take a look at teaching online. Marmite comes to mind when I think about teaching online. I actually like it, but it's my job and I'm surrounded by gadgets to assist me. A lot of teachers hate it. If you think about it, for 90% of the current population of teachers, delivering a lesson online is something they've not even been trained in. They signed up to be in the classroom with a group of pupils. I'm not going to go into the depths of the delivery platform. That's normally a choice that's already made for you by technology leaders in schools. I'm going to give you a couple of free tools that work in a browser, so don't need installing and can be used for engagements in the classroom and easily adapted to use online. First up, we all love Kahoot. Did you know you can set a Kahoot to be self-paced rather than live? Simply click the assign button and you have an instant self-paced quiz for a homework, a starter, or a progress check. If you need to take it online, share the link, and off you go. If you use lots of YouTube clips and websites, check out Wakelet. Share collections of links in a meaningful way, for free. My favourite use for this is to group my YouTube clips for topics. Not only are they played back with less distractions, but I can share a group of links for revision or to flip a lesson. Again, if I have to teach online, one link can lead to many. Just remember to check your school's policy on using websites such as YouTube for online teaching. If you have access to devices in the classroom, why not try Mentimeter? Create interactive presentations, take votes or build word clouds from participants' answers to improve engagement, assess learning and inspire discussion. Or, if you love white Whiteboards, try whiteboard.fi. As a teacher, you can see all your class's whiteboards and answers, know who's interacting and who's not. You can even show a QR code for ease of joining. I could go on and on. The idea is to test these things out when you're with your class and there's no pressure. Then, should you need to teach online, you'll feel more comfortable, there'll be fewer issues, and most importantly, you'll see if pupils are engaging. I hope you consider bringing a bit of tech into your classroom. As always, please test things work in your setting before you use them. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome back to Teachers Talk Radio and your Wellbeing Wednesday with me, James Clark, on the Wednesday morning breakfast show. I absolutely love the, uh, the tech ideas. I literally was listening to it and now searched up whiteboard.fi and it looks amazing. This morning, though, we are talking all about revision techniques and tips slash support slash anything. How did you best learn? How did you best revise your exam? I don't know. So, put it into the chat. Let me know how you revised or why not. Get in touch. And even call in if you want to. Or use Twitter and contact us that way at TT Radio 2022. Or find the post on my Twitter at JAMCLAR96. Um, always gets me how quick that just sort of ends every time, but we'll get there. Um, so welcome back. Let's look at the straightaway, shall we? Let's just see 
some of the amazing ideas and thoughts that are coming through and discuss some of those from our listeners and from people on Twitter sharing their thoughts. So, uh, at our underscore Mawini, Mawini, which is teacher of computing, has a fantastic uh, picture of their dog as well on Twitter. Do enjoy that. Said, flashcards, lots of technical terminology to learn, mind map from memory, then edit slash fill in the blanks, little and often, starting in year 10. And I completely agree with this one. I think this is a really um, important one, this one. And I think little and often is absolutely key. And I think I find that sometimes, um, I don't know about anybody else, but I often find sometimes we start a lot of the revision and interventions sometimes too late. And, you know, even arguably, you know, is year 10 too late to be starting intervention? Is, is Do we need to be doing it in year seven, in year eight or so forth? you know, really targeting those young people and not just those that are, you know, not reaching their potential because their grades are lower, but also those who aren't reaching their potential where they're higher as well. But I really like this idea of, of mind maps and doing them little and often. I think that got me thinking today, actually, you know, maybe this is something we can do during a form time activity to gather those thoughts, gather their ideas about everything they know about a particular subject or, or topic or anything like that and create their thoughts around it. So, Really big fan of that, and I love a visual revision technique. I don't know about anyone else, but I absolutely love it. As I said at the start of this show, I am all for those, all for colour, all for highlighters. Get it all out, nice and colourful, tape it up. Um, and <laughs> I, I, this probably isn't the, what it's meant to do, but for me, it felt like just a massive sense of accomplishment. Like I'd look at it and I'd go, oh, wow, I've done so much work. I, I'm doing really well just because I can see what I've visually done. And naturally, that really helped me boost a bit of morale and made me feel more positive. So in some ways, it, it must have been doing something. I mean, I passed, so I mean, that, that's good. Um, but I think also just genuinely making yourself feel good about revision and positive And, you know, you can feel and see that you've accomplished something is, is amazing. But I also, you know, I go back to the point someone made about questions. I also did really enjoy, you know, Enjoys a strong word. I um, I liked, or I don't know what, <laughs> I tolerated. Um, I got through kind of when we had to do exam papers. And I, I did like the fact that sometimes, you know, you'd go through them, you'd answer them, then you go back, check your answers, and you'd be like, oh, I missed this or that. And that would really help me form and understand most importantly. And I think this is why exam papers are good, I guess, in that, that aspect, is doing exam papers of revision allowed me to kind of go oh okay that's that's what the example want me to do that that's the box i need to tick and so forth and so forth so i, I get it but i do love a good old mind map um uh, at teach uh, drama danny who was a previous guest on my show a couple of weeks ago now i think um time flies isn't it uh it's their quizzes and they're fun too love a quiz uh think that's a great idea I love a Kahoot. I think someone's mentioned this somewhere um, that I'll look at in a moment, possibly. But Kahoot, I, I absolutely love. It's competitive. Um, we started doing the game in form time now. And I remember, I don't know if anybody else did this game at school. Um, so if anyone did, let me know. Because the game we used to do is called, uh, like, Shootout. So everyone in the room stands up. And you then ask a question. So... This is something really simple. So you might say, uh, okay, question one, uh, two times four. And basically what would then you do is 
anyone in the room who knows the answer, put the hand up. The first person to put the hand up that you see, um, you say, okay, yeah, what's, what's the answer? If they get it correct, so the question was two times four, and they go, oh, it's eight. I go, yep, correct. And then they can pick somebody in the room to shoot out, then they have to sit down. So let's say the winner was Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy has got the answer correct, and he decides that he's going to shoot out um, Sammy. So Sammy then has to sit down, but Jimmy stays standing. And the idea is you kind of want to get the most questions right so that you end up being the last one standing and you get a prize, a positive, however your school does the, um, uh, their sanctions and, and rewards. And so whoever's the last one standing gets, gets that reward. Uh, and it gets quite, it gets really competitive and they absolutely love it because, you know, it then becomes quite tactful. They're trying to get out the people that they know might know the answers later on or that they think are the strongest. So in some ways you end up leaving in the game those who perhaps need to, um, what's the word, kind of get to grips with the questions more and need to kind of have a bit more vision and they'll be in the game longer just because of the nature is they're trying to get out the other people. But most importantly, you know, gameplay aside and, and technical elements aside, it's such a fun game. They act, my form love it and we've done it for English, we've done it for math, we've done it for science and you know, I'm a, a drama teacher and PSHE teacher, so my knowledge of English and maths at GCSE is uh, long gone. Um, but, you know, all you have to do is Google or other search engines or whatever you use. You just have to Google a quick kind of like, you know, GCSE maths questions. And suddenly you've got loads there with the answers and you can kind of just whittle them off and kind of go through them. So really love that. Um, recommend that sort of game 100% in form time. Um, obviously, it depends what else you have to do. We get about 15 minutes in the mornings. So, you know, in between assemblies or other things happening that we try and put in some kind of, you know, as uh, Rick, was it Rick here? Yeah, Rick said um, in the Twitter on the post, little and often. I think that's absolutely the best way to go about it. We got loads here from um, at Twit Face Me Here. What a great name! Um, <laughs> and I, their their sort of bio is staying alert, staying alert, uh, 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 staying alert. Um, there we go. <clears throat> they said um, they've got loads of ideas here. So let's go through some of these. Make a mind map for each topic. We've talked about my love for a mind map. Uh, list the top ten facts for each topic. Oh, I like that. That can be quite visual as well, I guess, because you can put little pictures on it or, you know, border or something. So, yep, yeah, I'm a fan of that one. Create a list of key quotes, who said them and why they are key. Nice. Uh, practice writing essays. Create an essay guide for other students. Yep, yeah, uh, kind of making them the experts, making students the expert to kind of teach others. I like that one. Practice math questions for each topic. Create a key equations chart. Nice. I'm going to read this again very bit quicker for you because I think there's some great ones here. So thank you uh, at Twit Face Me here. Uh, make a mind map for each topic. A list of top 10 facts for each topic. Create a list of key quotes who said them and why they are key. Uh, practice writing essays. Uh, create an essay guide for other students. Practice maths questions for each topic and create a key equations chart really like all of these and i think what i like about this and what i think is really great about this answer which said thank you very much for that is how diverse a mix of different activities there are for students to revise from and um, and i'm 100 you know all of these posts and all of these ideas i'm i'm stealing <laughs> 
in a way and literally just going to kind of give them and show them to my form and students that I work with because you know I think it's just really great for people to this whole thing stemmed from someone saying to me but sir I don't know how to revise and I think there is a little bit of an expectation um where we just say to people it's like when people go to university for the first time and you're suddenly like right okay you need to write a 3,000 word essay or 8,000 word essay or whatever it might be for your subject and you're suddenly like well I've not actually written an essay for well really at university level ever before and you're now expecting me to write an academic 3,000 word essay which yes okay might seem really easy and not many words but I've never written anything that's academic before on that level so how on earth are we suddenly going to expect students to be able to click their fingers and know how to revise and know how to do all these things when they haven't been taught those skill sets and you know do we teach it too late I mean I would love to know kind of where schools are at and when people start teaching these revision techniques because from my experiences a lot of these techniques come in majority 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 I don't know if it's a word I'm going to pretend it's a word now most of these techniques really come into play um, and kind of awareness of them comes into play not until they're really in year 10 maybe towards the end of year nine so I don't know do you know are we doing it too late are there is that right though or is it that you know they haven't learned the information so how they're going to revise information they haven't learned I don't know what do you think when when should we be starting to teach and, and learn these techniques remember let me know on the uh, Podbeam live app via the chat function or of course um, you can call in if you wish um, or you can let us know on Twitter at TT Radio 2022 or search the post on my Twitter at JAMCLR96. Um, another post here from at uh, B Chana Drama. Love that. He said, I work on retrieval practice and creation of quizzes, Kahoot, Quizlet for flashcards with subject specific terminology, top band examples which we take apart and discuss, create student-friendly mark schemes criteria together so understanding is strong and practice questions. Uh, well, of this list, there are quite a few I like, but I, I'm quite drawn to um, kind of creating student-friendly mark schemes because I don't think <laughs> for some, um, you know, again, maybe it's me, but um, I think for some examples, I don't think they're teacher-friendly, let alone... Uh, student-friendly criteria and they are difficult to work through and they are difficult to kind of look at and decipher and break apart so but actually once you've broken it apart they become so much more accessible and students know exactly what they're trying to achieve and I'm always a little bit taken back because I was not this kid at school um I wasn't a naughty kid and uh, not that this makes you naughty but I was not a kid at school who really cared um, at all about what the uh, criteria was. So what the exam criteria was. Didn't really care, wasn't really interested, could kind of take it or leave it. Um, but actually, I've been so taken back with how important it is for students. So how important actually knowing what they're going to uh, achieve and how they're going to get those results is really important to them. And I thought that's quite an interesting way an idea that someone shared there of actually saying well do you know what what we need to do is we need to take this um assessment grid that this lovely exam board have done with real technical language and break it apart into the words that we understand so big fan of that 
And I'm also a big fan of these online uh, resources. I mean, talked here about Quizlet and Kahoot and in the tech update that we just had, which was really great today. So I'll play that again later on shortly. So do make sure you listen out for that towards the end um, after the news, because this whiteboard, I'm just got it on my screen here, whiteboard.fi. I'd never heard of this until today, but I'm just looking at this now. I'm like, oh my goodness, this would be absolutely awesome for online teaching. Uh, it's also done by the same company as Kahoot. So lots of schools I know, or lots of young people have used Kahoot, so they understand it quite well. But I just think this is great. And also what I love about it, and, and not this isn't always the case, um, and I've used things like Mentimeter as well, and, and that's good. But, you know, there's a free version of it, you know, basic free version that will kind of do what you need to do at the basics of it. But even if you were to pay for it, you know, for a year, it, it's not that expensive. You know, that's, it's, it's massively within a department budget. It's massively within uh, an individual budget. Um, you know, I'm looking here at $6.99 a month or 50 something uh, a year. So really within basics of it. And I do love these. And I, I do promise I'm not sponsored by any of these people. I'm just uh, finding out about it myself. But yeah, I mean, having a look at all these other amazing online tools that people can use, because although, and I go back to this point, I'm aware I've said it a couple of times now, but some talking and, it's, you know, a few people have mentioned questions, questions, questions is the key. And yes, it is. It is. But we've got to make, you know, revision accessible and engaging because nobody, I don't know any adults that want to sit down in front of a screen or sit down in front of a book and write question after question as their revision. I don't know anybody that would want to do that. I think we'd all absolutely hate it. So why do you expect students to just like it and, and put up with it and do it? I think we need to challenge ourselves as, as educators really to find new and innovative ways to really enhance students' revision techniques and find ways that work for them. And no one way is going to fix everyone at all. So we've got to bring that mix of ideas. But what do you think? Let me know. I'm going to be back very shortly. Some more revision techniques, ideas, tips, etc., etc., for you all. Don't forget there are more shows throughout today and throughout the week live. Have a look then at some more uh, top tips 
And we're going to look now at the top tips that I found when I was kind of thinking about this. Um, and it is, this is kind of done by sort of BuzzFeed, Buzz type people, uh, sort of companies. So these are what they say are their top tips um, for revision and sort of getting yourself ready for exams. Um, they say, number one, start early. A lion may be tempting, but facts are at their most digestible first thing in the morning. By starting your day at 9 a.m., you can get more of your revision done early, leaving you feeling positive for the day and what you've achieved. Now, I am and also I'm not a morning person. So once I'm up, I'm absolutely fine. It takes me a little while to get up, um, but I am far more productive in the mornings than I ever am by like half three, four o'clock, gets to that point and I'm like, nope, I'm done, I'm going to bed, <laughs> I can't do it, I'm just so kind of drained. So completely agree with that, but it is hard. So getting that routine is, is so important. And I think, you know, that links in massively to what number two is, you know, create a detailed revision timetable, you know, list out all your exam subjects or topics and the amount of time you think you need to cover each, prioritize based on the areas, you feel need most work, try dividing up your time for each subject. Now that's something I think us as teachers and educators can really do to support with. And I think that's where personalized feedback and personalized goals need to come in because some particular topics or subjects are got loads of areas within them. And they may have a habit of just going to the subjects and topics that they know and feel comfortable with rather than challenging themselves with the ones that they don't know. So I think our role there as kind of educators is almost to guide them, I guess, in it without sounding really cliche and cringy and um, into kind of that right direction of what they need to be looking at and breaking it down. So they're not looking at one big whole picture and panicking because it's scary, you know, particularly if you're doing GCSE and you've got, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 odd subjects, whatever it might be, and you're looking at them, you're thinking, oh my goodness, how am I going to learn all of these things? You kind of want somebody to say to you, either your form tutor or teacher, to kind of say to you, well, focus on this and this, because these are the areas you need to develop. You know this, so let's park that for now, and let's just focus on the one or two subjects that we need to be focused, homing in on, or one or two areas that we need to home in on. Uh, number three, unplug and turn off everything. It is tempting to distract yourself with social media or talking to friends. Find a well-lit, quiet place to study away from distractions. Um, yeah, I mean, I find that with my office. <laughs> I have to take myself out of the office to go sit in the classroom or, or whatever it might be because, you know, even as adults, we do that. We love a bit of a natter. Uh, number four, have everything you need to set up your revision space. Make sure you have everything you need. A drink, snacks. I love um, doing, we usually do it the, before the exam day, but, you know, before the exam, they come in, they get either extra revision in the morning or kind of just to talk through any kind of last minute concerns or whatever it might be. But, you know, you get your old, you know, bananas and breakfast stuff out and things like that because it just really helps to create that relaxed environment. And it's amazing how much anxiety, stress and fear can consume um, somebody and really kind of take over every emotion they have so that they blocks what they're able to achieve. So I think creating an environment where you feel relaxed, where you feel things are possible, where you feel, you know, in control is massively important. And 
you know, these are all things that although we're talking about revision tips for young people and, and sort of what they can do, we're also creating revision tips that we can embed in what we do in our practice and in our teaching and, and our support and our pastoral so that they've already learned what it looks like and how it's done. Uh, number five, um, try different revision methods. Completely agree. They've given ones here of um, summary, skeleton notes, mind map, audio note diagrams. When I talk about revision for drama and having to learn lines, uh, one of the things that I really like to found worked for me is I would say to students, okay, well, what you need to do is you need to get your phone or a voice recorder, whatever you've got, and you know, you speak your script into your recorder, but you miss out your lines. So let's say it was between two characters. Uh, characters are Simeon and uh, Jaffa. So they are the two characters. And then Simeon is playing. So Simeon would miss out his lines, but say Jaffa's lines, but leave a gap in between. So when he's on the bus or he's on his way to school or he's at home or whatever, he can play this recording and almost imagine like he's rehearsing with Simeon and Jaffa both in the room together. So he can say his lines when there's a gap and then he would have already recorded the other lines so he got someone to respond to. So, you know, playing around with those different methods that we have, particularly now with kind of technology and seeing what works for young people in that. You know, the same way when I've done things like scripts or questions and things or Q and A's, I quite liked, you know, having the bit of paper with the questions on, you know, another bit over the top, hiding the answers, you sort of say the question out loud, answer it out loud, then put, move the paper down, see if it was the right answer, whatever it might be, you know. It, it really is about variety. Variety is key, I think, in life. We love a bit of variety. That's what we need. Variety in life is key. Um, not just in kind of revision, but everything, you know. The food we eat, the things we drink, and everything in between. Um, walk through, work through past question papers. Um, and we have done a lot of walkthroughs as well, and, and that's worked quite well. We're actually, you know, we, you get a year group or a class and you, you go through a paper and you basically just answer it for them, but teach them the steps of how you'd answer each one. Uh, attend revision classes when they're offered and make students attend. You know, are you offering them that? I know that that's something I'm not amazingly great at um, because it can be disheartening when you kind of, you set up, a revision class, you set up all these things to do and then actually nobody does it. So, you know, you kind of set it up and nobody turns up and then you give up. But actually, persistence is key. So variety and persistence, they're my key, key words today, I think, so far. Um, another one here is sort of taking a break, really looking after yourself, uh, organising yourself for the exam, making sure you're ready, have everything. Don't do a last minute cramming. Um, I've always, if I know there's an exam coming up with anyone in my form or whatever or at the start of the year, I always have all of the stuff laid out, pens, pencils, etc. The amount of scientific calculators I think I've brought over the years, I need to start getting stock markets in them or something because they're so expensive, but no kid ever has them and they come up to me and I'm not a maths teacher and they're like, oh, we need them and I'm like, for goodness sake, right? <laughs> so I've, I buy stacks of them now just so I've got them. Um, and put your revision to good use. You know, don't put your revision to waste by panicking when you get into the exam. You've got this. Just think positively and make sure you read the instructions on the paper carefully first. Once you've got an exam out of the way, don't dwell on it. Even if you're not sure about some of your answers, there's nothing that could be done afterwards. So let it go, in the words of Elsa, and focus on the next one. 
and that's another really important thing for us as teachers, I believe, that we offer and we can kind of give is that support, that morale, that real positivity that students so desperately kind of need after an exam. And instilling that at a young age makes the rest of it so much easier. Um, so we're going to take a, another little short break here as we look at the news and updates. And do make sure you stay tuned for this part because there are some fantastic uh, websites and tips that are given in today's show um, from the tech support team and some really great ideas of how you might like to um, improve or add to your teaching, um, either virtually or, of course, even in person. Some of these things still work, particularly if you're in a computer room. So with that in mind, um, do remember as well to keep in touch. If you've got any more thoughts you want to share about your revision top tips or advice, you can do so via the Podbeam app. It'd be great to see some comments in there. Or you can, of course, get hold and contact through Twitter, whatever works for you. Here is your news update and tech update, though, and a short word from our sponsors. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www. with an excellent track record in phonics. Little Wondle letters and sounds revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland full free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. 
This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. The Prime Minister announced last week that pupils in England no longer needed to wear face coverings in class, and this rule is to be extended to cover school communal areas next week. Boris Johnson is now urging all teachers to follow the rules, after some resistance. A spokesman for the Prime Minister said, Children have been one of the hardest hit as a result of the disruption throughout the pandemic and believes it is vital that children are receiving face-to-face -face education and can enjoy a normal experience in the classroom. We've been clear that we removed the requirements for face masks to be worn in classrooms and we will remove advice for face masks to be worn in communal areas from January the 27th. The Prime Minister thinks schools should follow the latest guidelines. Pupils who attend John Fletcher of Maidley Primary School in Telford have taken part in activities which are aimed at helping pupils understand about saving energy and reducing their carbon footprint. The activities were coordinated by Telford and Recon Council and March's Energy Agency. Councillor Richard Overton said, improving energy efficiency is extremely important for households across the borough and can help to lower utility bills create jobs and stabilise gas and electricity prices. Parent Mrs Pemberton said, we immediately noticed the impact of this session. Conversations at home as a consequence of this presentation have suggested we turn the heating down and wear jumpers and asking whether we really need the lights on and switching these off. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week we're going to take a look at teaching online. Marmite comes to mind when I think about teaching online. I actually like it, but it's my job and I'm surrounded by gadgets to assist me. A lot of teachers hate it. If you think about it, for 90% of the current population of teachers, delivering a lesson online is something they've not even been trained in. They signed up to be in the classroom with a group of pupils. I'm not going to go into the depths of the delivery platform. That's normally a choice that's already made for you by technology leaders in schools. I'm going to give you adapted to use online. First up, we all love paste quiz for a homework, a starter or a progress check. If you need to take it online, share the link and off you go. If you use lots of YouTube clips, my YouTube clips for topics. Not only are they played back with less distractions, but I can share a group of links for revision or to flip a lesson. Again, if I have to teach online, 
One link can lead to many. Just remember to check your school's policy on using websites such as YouTube for online teaching. If you have access to devices in the classroom, why not try Mentimeter? Create interactive presentations, take votes or build word clouds from participants' answers to improve engagement, assess learning and inspire discussion. Or, if you love whiteboards, try whiteboard.fi. As a teacher, you can see all your class's whiteboards and answers, know who's interacting and who's not. You can even show a QR code for ease of joining. I could go on and on. The idea is to test these things out when you're with your class and there's no pressure. Then, should you need to teach online, you'll feel more comfortable, there'll be fewer issues, and most importantly, you'll see if pupils are engaging. I hope you consider bringing a bit of tech into your classroom. As always, please test things work in your setting before you use them. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Good morning. Hello and welcome back to Teacher Talk Radio. It's a bit of a well-being Wednesday here on the Wednesday morning breakfast show, as always. Today's focus has all been about revision, techniques, tips, advice, etc. etc. Thank you to all of those who have contributed today's show by either getting in touch directly or getting in touch via platforms throughout the week on such as Twitter. You can listen back to this show and every show on TikTok Radio via Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Simply search Teachers Talk Radio. There are loads of other amazing shows coming up as well. So do check out the full schedule by going to ttradio.org as well, and you'll find everything you need on that website, including also joining us as a host if you are interested in doing so. So do get involved with that. Um, I just kind of wanted to summarize and end today's show as we sort of come towards the end of it very shortly, saying, you know, number seven of this website that I'm looking at now from the university guide, and they just say this one point, which is try to avoid burnout. You know, you can't work nonstop, take breaks, breaks, treat yourself to stay motivated to get the work done. For example, a sweet treat, an extra episode of your favorite show, an afternoon off. Uh, and that is by a witch university so do have a look and kind of remember those uh, and remember that although we want to support students again the best grades that they possibly can it's also just as important that we teach them how to not burn out as well um i really hope that everybody's enjoyed today's show as i say do have a look back have a listen back find out all the information and continue to share your thoughts with us online as well we'd love to hear as many of your suggestions as we possibly can apologies that the show started slightly later today but do remember that you can find me uh, every day um, on Wednesdays. Uh, I should say not every day, every week <laughs> on Wednesdays from 7 o'clock. So do join me then. For now, though, this has been the Wednesday Morning Breakfast Show with me, Jane Clark. And uh, make sure you have a look and see all the other amazing shows that are coming up here on Teachers Talk Radio. 
You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.